How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? I'm warming up. Sorry. <laughs> the sly fox jumped over the... Wait. The brown dog? The quick, the the quick, quick fox, fox jumped over the jumped brown dog. Brown dog. Yeah. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Yellow leather, purple leather, yellow leather, purple leather, yellow leather, purple leather. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> oh, wait, it's red leather, yellow leather, red leather, leather, yellow leather. That one's hard. She sells, she sells, she sells. I've had too many beers to be able to do that right now. So... He sells she shells by the seashore. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thrice the <laughs> cat hath mewed, thrice, and once the hedge big wind. Hop ya cries, tis time, tis time. Holy shit. Round about the cauldron go, in the poisoned entrails throw toad, that another cold stone days and nights has thirty one. Sweltered venom sleeping gut Boil thou first i the charmed pot Double double toil and treble Fire burn and cold I'm dying Oh my god I might have that memorized The entire thing Oh my god If you don't include that I swear to god I'm gonna drive down there and punch you in the face (laughs) Okay I won't I won't. You have to include that. You have to. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I've heard multiple children's choirs sing. <laughs> I should have done it at the end. <laughs> I was cackling, though, so if you it were. adds to <laughs> You're one of the, the audience. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Welcome to Drop the Needle, episode Hi. four fifteen. Fifteen. Holy balls. Fifteen. Oh. Fifteen. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, are we gonna it. be doing seasons or are we just we're just gonna continue to just like, I don't know. go up? I mean forever. we can forever and Is it life just one big season? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. <clears throat> Everything feels like the same thing. I watched Groundhog Day today because it's Groundhog Day. And why not? I I just had to be cliche, I suppose. But yeah, it's kind of like that. You just wake up and live the same day over and over, over, (laughs) over again. Everything's the same all the time. No matter what you do, no matter what you try. (laughs) I don't know what that's from. It's not from anything. Oh, okay. You just made up a song. Okay, Linda. Thank you. (laughs) Everything's terrible. (laughs) I love you, but you're terrible. You're all terrible. Terrible. (laughs) Oh, God, Bob, you're such a dick. I could see her saying that. So we're dropped the needle with Cooter and Minx. We are. And we, we had, we, we took a chance. We had a special guest um, this week. His name is Pat Evans. He's working he's on super a, cool. yeah, he's super cool. He's working on, uh, working on a documentary called Beat of the Bat, which is about the, um, music from the 1966 Batman series, the TV show, and uh, I'm assuming the movie as well. Um, so we we got a chance to speak with him, and he told us a little bit about, well, a lot of things. So hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy. Cool stuff. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to to speak with us. Absolutely, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're we're Where a relatively are you, new are you guys podcast. We're um, Say again? I said we're a relatively new co- podcast, so 
we, we haven't done a ton of interviews, but, um, well, after tonight, you know, you can just uh, hang it up because you know, right. you've interviewed me. So where do you go from there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll just have to quit the podcast after that. You can't hey, get you're done. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so you're in California, correct? I am. I am yep. in Kentucky. Ah. Nice. And uh, Alice is in Michigan. Oh my! <laughs> so this is oh, how friend. we do. This is how we do our recordings every week. This is how the kids are doing it these days. Yeah. I... <laughs> you don't even have to be in the same room. We're so. nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. Nationwide. There you go. Exactly. So, well, we could just dive right in and talk a little about uh, the documentary project, if you like. Sure, yes. Uh, for those, if you haven't mentioned it yet, it's called The Beat of the Bat. That's correct. Uh, yeah, so, and uh, it's about the uh, music of the 1966 Adam West Batman television show. Uh, the idea, the, I should start out by saying the very first album I ever owned was actually Neil Hefty's 11 Hefty Bat Song, Batman theme and 11 Hefty Bat Songs. Wow. Uh, oh, man, so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been, I've, Batman fan since I was very little, and um, uh, our, my preschool teacher had a battered old copy and gave it to me because she knew it was the, you know, uh, what a Batman fan was. So that yeah. kind of lied. I wore that record out, you know, like just listened to it over and over and over. And um, it's kind of embedded in my DNA yeah. at this point. And um, so a few years ago, Gosh, it must be it was like seven years ago now. I was wow. watching some behind-the-scenes stuff on the Batman TV show, and uh, I, it suddenly hit me that no one was mentioning in all this great behind-the-scenes stuff. Nobody even mentioned the theme song. I was like, <laughs> that, that's kind of weird, you know, and then it was kind of a lightning bolt for there. I was like, oh, that's, a sh that's not right. That won't yeah. stand. So, um, you know, by that time... Um, Unfortunately, Neil Hefty had passed away, um, but I contacted his son, Paul Hefty, who is just a great guy, and um, he's been on board uh, with it from day one, just a, a big booster of the project, um, just a great guy, and a musician himself as well. Um, and then I started contacting people who had uh, worked on the music of the show and so forth. And um, then unfortunately my dad, uh, his cancer came back. And so shortly after that he passed away. So my wife and I had to move in with my mom and, and sell her house and move her to Florida and like it was a long time. Yeah. yeah, so, and then when, right after we finished that, <laughs> getting my mom all set, uh, my wife and I moved out on our own. Two weeks after that, I got appendicitis, had to go to the hospital. Then they told me I had diabetes when I was in there. Oh my God. So it's been like just uh, kind of oh, rough couple of patch there. So, but then, you know, and then once we, you know, we kind of built ourselves back up and, and got things a little stabilized after that. And um, uh, I started working on the project again. And long story short, uh, now we're getting ready to um, start the real big rollout of the, the crowdfunding campaign and everything. Um, I've already I've been shooting independently. I did kind of a I didn't really know what I was doing at first, so I did an Indiegogo campaign. Uh, yeah. A year, I can't remember even now. Maybe a year and a half ago, and you know I raised a little bit from friends and family. It was enough to sort of get cover some expenses for me to start it and stuff like that. Um, and then eventually um, I uh, met this girl, Leah, who is a terrific crowdfunding campaign manager um, um, and uh, told her about the project. She got really excited. So um, just uh, yeah. everything's aligning now. Uh, got the trailer shot and uh, put together and all that, a bunch of, great interviews filmed already and a lot of interest from some 
other people that I can't say yet, but it's looking <laughs> good for. And so it's like the dream is coming true now, and I'm very excited. I'm also very sleep deprived, so if I sort of right. ramble or battle a little bit, please <laughs> don't worry. Like on four hours sleep, trying to get everything ready in time, you know, for for it to happen. That's but um, so I've been working on it for quite a while. Uh, is the gist yeah. of it, and but it's kind of like one of those things where I feel like. I'm the only guy who's going to do it, <laughs> you know, oh, it's kind of baby. my karmic duty, you know, to, to, to pull this off. And uh, um, everybody's been really receptive so far. And uh, it's um, a great idea. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, you know, it's kind of like when you have one of those things that really influences you heavily in your in your youth. It's yeah. nice to be able to to turn that into something and kind of thank the people who gave you something back, you know? Yeah. Cause it's really, it's a, it's a case of, you know, giving these guys credit where credit is due. You know, I mean, you could go anywhere in the world, walk up to anybody and go, no, 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 no. Batman. Yeah. Everybody knows that. That's tremendously, uh, I mean, that's, you can't do that with too many things, you right. know what I mean? That kind of global impact. Um, and all these years later, you know, so because the show was so visually striking and you had such, you know, you had Burgess Meredith and Cesar Romero and all these, and Frank Gorshin going crazy, you know, and Adam and Bert were so great. And it was so colorful and uh, visual. Yeah. And there were such great performances. I think the music didn't quite i mean everybody knows it but yeah I, they, those guys have never been kind of given enough credit for, yeah. for, for that because this is the first time that batman ever ha uh had a um musical identity established for him right you know? I mean, there's a couple of crummy black and white serials they did in the 40s but those were done you know like stock music and or you know just stuff that wasn't you know it wasn't, it, 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 you know, they were just cranking it out, you know, kind of a thing. Um, it wasn't the bat theme. Right. And it's, you know, if you say the Batman theme to somebody, even though there's been some amazing, you know, I'm a fan of all bat music and there's been some amazing Batman themes since, and, but that's the one that everybody it first pops into their head, right? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yep. I actually, um, I have children that are 12 and so I asked them I told them about this and I asked them if they had any questions for you and one of them Aww. wanted to know um they're two boys um one of them wanted to know uh, if you have a favorite Batman theme aside from the one from the 66 show hmm that's a good question generally try I generally try not to group things into like uh like favorites type of lit right. or list gotcha. type of things just because I try and find the, you know, there's the elements about, about all, all the stuff that you can even like the George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. It was, it was cool. purposely yeah. campy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, it essentially was <laughs> a, a big, big budget version of the TV show. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. The colors. And, yeah. Right. Um, but I, you know, I like Danny Elfman did, a, I mean, that's yeah. another just tremendously iconic, you know, it's just very stirring, you know, and very, uh, For sure. you know, grand, it, it kind of, um, it definitely still the, the, the music of that movie, the 89 another Batman, stand, yeah, you know, they think you can't, you can't separate the movie the movie from the music in that case you know it just wouldn't have it's like you know star wars you know star wars without the john williams music you know it's yes. nothing yeah. you know so um um i like you know i like the hans zimmer stuff too it was appropriate although there wasn't a batman theme necessarily which was kind of an interesting approach um I like it all. I mean, the animated stuff, uh, if you have young kids, I can't recommend the um, new Return of the Cape Crusaders uh, animated movie enough. 
Okay. Uh, Adam, Bert, Adam Burt and Julie Newmar came back to do the voices. Right. Oh, of, yes. I mean, that woman. My, my nephew loves, loves it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yep. And so they kind of did, what's really cool is those guys, uh, the people, the guys that did the music, is uh, um, they're called Dynamic Music Partners, and they have kind of quite a long history with um, Batman music, too. They started out working under a woman named Shirley Walker, uh, who did the music for the um, Batman animated series in the 90s. Um, and they, she was their mentor, and then when she passed away um, too early, unfortunately. Um, but they kept producing music for the other animated um, Batman-related shows and stuff like that um, for DC. And they formed their own kind of little company, and they... They did the music for the Return of the Cape Crusaders, so they just had a. Um, they sort of they they got to do a, like a modern take on the show's music, which is kind of cool, you know. And so they there's elements of the classic stuff in there, but you know, um, they did some terrific. Um, they they brought their own thing to it you know, too, awesome. so that's cool. I uh, hope. Hoping to interview those guys. Um, actually, Michael McQuestion, one of the group, um, actually was a student of Neil Hefty's at school wow. in LA. Here, so that was kind of cool uh, to learn that. So yeah, it's a it's a it's all a rich tapestry. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know as much as people don't think of I mean people don't credit the music enough there is there are a lot of people that are involved in doing this that deserve credit which you're helping bring to light yeah Definitely. oh yeah and that's another reason I want to interview some of the <coughs> pardon me more current um, Batman composers is because I want to get their take on because they're sort of they're they're t because there's been so much great Batman music now, yeah. like they're torchbearers for it, you know, like it's like not something that you know, take lightly, you know, like it's a responsibility to deliver, you know, yeah. good yeah. music. And that all started with, you know, Neil's theme and, uh, you know, and Nelson's music for the show. So it's and Billy May as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's, uh, you know, I want to get their thoughts on, you know, how that that how large that looms in their consciousness type of thing, you know, and, and how it feels to carry that sort of torch and responsibility for it. So, right. yeah, we cover a lot of ground in the documentary. You know, I tell people I'm doing a, a movie about the music of the Batman TV show and they're like, oh, that sounds really cool. You know, and it's like, There's yeah, a, it, yeah. I, I've been working on it so long now and uh, I keep on covering weird little tidbits and stuff and it leads me in another direction <laughs> it's yeah like there's a lot down of a rabbit hole. weird yeah i should have sent you over the link for um boy wonder i love you which is the single that burt ward you know uh, a few of the cast mm. members because of the popularity of the show they rushed him into a recording studio and uh <laughs> like think something and we can really capital <laughs> You know, so Burgess Meredith did one as the Penguin, you know, which is, is oh. not that great. But, uh, you know, he's Burgess Meredith. So he's whatever. <laughs> um, uh, and then Frank Gorshin did a kind of a, actually kind of a fun song called The Riddler, um, okay. you know, and uh, which is kind of fun. And then Adam West did a strange little kind of superhero parody song called Miranda. And Adam's actually quite a good singer. Um, I, I would. Yeah. That, that makes yeah. sense. He has a good voice. Yeah. Oh, okay. I found it. That I found Boy there Wonder. You go. So that brings us to Boy Wonder, I Love You, which is, uh, I, you know, I, think I would have loved to have been the fly on the wall, and perhaps I'll get to talk to Bert a little bit about this. Uh, I'm going to turn it down so you can talk over it. You can actually hear it. Yep. Or produced by Frank Zappa. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Or Frank Zappa was Frank Zappa. Uh, I guess he took freelance gig uh, doing this song for Bert, and he, they did uh, the whole 
like five songs and that particular song boy wonder i love you was basically they took some fan letters that bird had gotten and he can't sing and he'll be interested in that you know but so they just kind of speaky you know reading like as if he's reading fan letters to the boy wonder it's pretty dreadful and sad i mean you got, it's just how I, I would give anything to have a time machine to be able to go back and just be able to be a fly on the wall at that hole. Wow. You yeah. know, so there's a lot of weird. Because they choose, they have to choose the ones that are appropriate, I would assume. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming there are some that were not appropriate. <laughs> of, the, uh, of the Burt Ward songs or. Just the Batman of, songs in of general. The, the, the fan letters. Oh, 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 right. Yes, there's that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I haven't read Bert's book, but apparently, yeah, there's a lot of salaciousness. Um, <laughs> awesome. We're all so, about yeah. salaciousness. <laughs> I, well, um, Okay, so there's you know there's story there's you know there's the story of how the music was created for the show and then there's all these other weird little tidbits and um, another interesting aspect that I'm kind of tackling in it is there's a guy who produced two the two Batman themed albums that Neil Hefty released which. Uh, Again, he didn't. He only did the theme song. He didn't do. He wasn't able to do the music for the show itself. So that's where they brought in Nelson Riddle. So, um, right. Okay. He. he uh, but he he did re- release. You know, to, again to capitalize. You know, on the Batman popularity. Uh, two two albums, uh, Batman theme and another one called Hefty in Gotham City. And okay. They're they're good. At, you know, they're good. It's good stuff. I mean, Neil's. You know, he's like that. So, uh, you know, work with Count Basie and Sinatra and, you know, I mean, real heavyweight. And they, and what's really, I think, stuck with me all these years about just when, listening to that record over and over again is just the, the tone of it is so warm. You know, this is back when they, you know, everything was tubes and tape, you know, it wasn't all digital and everything. And so you, yeah, right. it really had to the the rooms and the producers ears were really important you know as far as creating uh, ambience on a record and uh the tone of the tone and the ambience of the record itself was just so appealing to me that um you know when you're four or five you don't yeah. know what producer is or anything but you know years later when i'm looking at it i said I looked at the back of the albums and both of them were produced by this guy called Neely Plum. And okay. um, I could, I searched for years and years and I couldn't really find anything on him other than he was a producer um, of some note. And he was the father of Eve Plum, Jan uh, from oh, Brady wow. Bunch. <laughs> wow. Wow. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I reached out to Eve about the project and I had never heard anything back from her, but, um, you know, I periodically would search for information on this guy. I bought a couple of his records that he did like solo or, or, you know, that he produced on his own, um, which I've only been able to find a few. He did, looks like he did some, um, I'm not quite sure um, what his whole story is, but I would search for him on the internet uh from time to time and very recently i finally found somebody had written an article about him he's like yes my great uncle neely plum and it turns out to be uh his great nephew or whatever i can never i never once you start getting off the basic family i can't i don't know the terminology i'm i'm lost but um anyway his great uncle this kid is now a uh, music professor at, in Colorado. Um, so I reached out to him to see if he could give me any information on, on Neely, you know, and like what, what the whole story with him was, because he was a terrific producer. I mean, the stuff that I've heard of, of, that he's done, aside from the Batman, so he's really just great ears, you know what I mean? Like, so um, 
going to hopefully be able to include some of him in the film too, you know, which is a great kind of untold. And I don't even know the story yet, but apparently uh, Benham, which is his great nephew or whatever the heck, he uh, just uncovered a bunch of um, treasure, like in an attic or something, like a a bunch of his, of Neely's old notes and books and stuff. So he's got a bunch of great info to go through and hopefully we'll be uh, talking to him about all that. So, that's a great so, sign. Like I, I keep going down these rabbit holes with it, but it's really cool stuff. So, you know, um, it covers a lot of ground. And, um, of course, we'll, we'll teach everybody how to do the, the Batusi. Of course. <laughs> of course, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> because that's, that's, the, that's important. It's very, it's vital. Everyone needs to know how to, how to do that. Everyone well, you know, uh, Pulp Fiction. Right. Uh, that's where that came from. Yeah, yeah you know, they, so. they borrowed that. <laughs> I, For sure. I, I reached out to Quentin too, but I, I, they were kind of like, it's kind of like a don't call us, we'll we'll call you if we're interested type <laughs> thing. Ah, uh, gotcha. But um, um, I wouldn't mind. I'm going to reach out to John Travolta and see if I can get him to comment on it. That you know, because be... it's an interesting. I mean, it is. You know, it shows you how just other things in the sh- aside from the theme song. You know, so how I the music was influential. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure he likes Batman too. So I mean, <laughs> who doesn't? He'll probably. Who doesn't like Batman? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's the other kind of thing about it. it's really. It is a, a very. Uh, it's a missing chunk of batman history that i'd really like to fill in you know because nowadays you know when they do a batman movie or something they do they're doing documentaries on it while they're shooting the movie you know they're recording all this stuff for posterity back then you know it wasn't it wasn't the same way it goes by memory yeah and then they released the um the series on blu-ray and everything and there there wasn't the only mention in it was uh, Ralph Garman told a little story about uh, how that the Batman theme was the first words out of his mouth, you know, because they put him in front of the in his high chair in front of the TV, and so his first words were na 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 na. That's awesome. But other than that, there was nothing on the DVD sets either. So it's like it's really you know it's we just passed the 50 year mark with the show, and uh, you know. I, oh, right. I, I, yeah. A lot of these guys aren't with us anymore, and you know, a lot of them are getting up there. And I really want to. So that's right, you know, I yeah, really want to push to make this happen now. So you said you have you have filmed a um, a trailer. I've seen I've seen that post. Um, yes. It has that has has that already been dropped, or is that something you're no, still working on? Yeah. That's the crowdfunding um, trick. It's the crowdfunding video and trailer. Gotcha. Like the trailer is up, up, up front of it, and then you know I get my little pitch right at the end there. So, um, gotcha. That that I'm I'm trying to. I have to talk to my campaign manager tonight because uh, I'm not sure I will. We were wanting to launch this coming tuesday but i it that may just bury me i'm not sure at this point so um we may it may get pushed back one week which i'm not too happy about but you know after seven years yeah i can <laughs> you've got to think about your health as well yeah, <laughs> your sanity. yeah half the time my mind is you know right. soup or you know and we can post links to your crowdfunding site too, and of course, and let people know about it. Oh, for sure, I would. Yeah, definitely. Really appreciate. That. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely. We'll do everything. Supporting the arts. Yeah, independent <laughs> film. It's uh, it's you really have to uh, to care about your subject and and be into it because you know. You, I, I've ended up doing a, a good chunk of everything just myself. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Three years of like people, <laughs> you, you know, even yeah, even people you know 
flaking out on you or people you're paying flaking out on you. Even. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sick of this. I'm just going to learn how to do it myself. So yeah. I've essentially, um, I have my production space here where I film um, the interviews. And um, if you've seen any of the pictures on the Twitter or anything with the brick wall background, that's it's so cool. Right. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's how I have it. Half the room kind of set up with the music stuff on the walls and the 60s props. And um, we film into, you know, on that side of the room. And then the other side is all my, the rest of my Batman collection, <laughs> which is pretty extensive. Um, I'll send you the link once I'm starting to do some videos too, just of my collection, because I realized uh, it's probably really um, amazing. Yeah, it's it's scary. Um, <laughs> or amazing. So so uh, so much of it, but yeah, it's fun. It's nice to be able to because you know I can film in here, I can edit in here, or I can just sit here and uh, read comic books if I had time to do that. Right. But oh. and I will be yeah, you know, I'll you be able eventually. to just. Sit, you know. I'm sure. It's nice to have your own back cave though. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a pole? And just slide right down. Oh no, I have a couple railings that go down the stairs. I can kind of you can slide uh, down. swing on as I go down, but yeah, no, no pole. They wouldn't let me cut the hole in the floor. Oh. You go. <laughs> <laughs> what were they thinking? But I use one if we were there. Absolutely. <laughs> With a little switch that would change, so you could put your your costume on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Got to have the automatic costume changer. Right. And signs over everything. Everything has to be labeled. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. In the trailer, uh, you know, I try. I'm trying to carry a lot of the aesthetic of the show over mm -hmm. into the the documentary without, you know, without, you know, With copying it, uh, you know, um, directly. Sure. You know, but like in the trailer, I have we have um, my buddy Scott uh, has a full on. 100% accurate Batman costume, you know, and he does a lot of cosplay. He did, he actually played Batman at Adam's Walk of Fame um, star ceremony. Wow. A couple of years ago. So, like, yeah, he's, uh, he's great. So he uh, came in and we couldn't show the full costume or anything or the full, you know, the emblems or, you know, but right. there's a hint, a hint of, you know, you get the idea. Um, and basically it's Batman plugging into the bat amplifier, which is a prop I built, like a little working prop that has the uh, atomic battery switch and then the turbines switches over. And I made like a you know working working prop for the trailer, uh, you know, and then he has his bat guitar picks and uh, it's fun. I, I <laughs> try to make, you know. Uh, so and then I'm actually doing a lot of uh, prop replicas, um, just for the sh for the shoot itself, you know, uh, and um, actually doing some miniatures too. So that's a lot of fun wow. too. Like a um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's fun. It's really really fun. I'm having a good time, um, and um, some of the props that I'm making will actually be incentives to uh, when you uh, support the project uh, on Kickstarter. So I have a lot of cool replica 60s props to uh, up for grabs. Wow. Oh, cool. That's awesome. a neat, that's a neat way to do that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I figured, uh, well, why, why not? Cause I make a lot of custom action figures and things like that. I've, I've done that for years, just kind of for, my wife, because she's like a big horror fan, oh, so nice. made her like a custom George Romero figure and wow. took it to George and he to to get him signed and uh, he he was just like oh my god and, like freaking out over it and oh. tweeted a picture out of himself with it. That's oh cool. Yeah. So and I uh, made one for John Carpenter and I made a few like Batman related ones too. Um, like I made a, I don't know if you know the story, but uh, Billy D. Williams was in the first Tim Burton Batman movie. He was yes, Harvey yes, Dent. he was Harvey Dent. So he should have been Two Face in the next movie, but they 
replaced him. So uh, I made a couple custom Billy D. Williams as Hardy Dent figures and took them to Billy to sign. And his manager was started all getting, oh my God, you made that's Billy amazing. asked to make him a couple, so I made a couple for Billy D. Williams. So uh, I figured, yeah. I'm geeking you know. out. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, that's that's awesome. awesome. That's yeah. so great. So, yeah, I have uh, some uh, little dioramas and um, working miniatures and things to the, for the documentary. Uh, and like I said, some of them will be up for grabs, I have, uh, including a bat zooka. Oh man! <laughs> Which uh, is actually a toy, an actual toy from the '60s called a, a the Mattel made, and it's called the Sonic Blaster. And okay. basically, it had a bladder in it, and it's it's a bazooka, you know, like a big, fairly big toy. And you'd pump the bladder up, and then you pull the trigger, and it would make this like huge sonic boom you know big loud noise from the air being pushed out and you could knock things over with it and stuff well <laughs> obviously you know they pretty quickly figured out that if some kid puts one up to his ear he's just gonna blow his yeah. eardrums out you know? so they didn't last long you know you're like you could, if you buy one like to get one in the box now or one that's complete you know they're like four or five hundred or more dollars so um I luckily uh, found one that it had just kind of light cosmetic damage, and oh. I was able to fix it and, because it has to be painted and made into the prop anyway. So, yeah. uh, it, it was, so, uh, so yeah, there's a, a bat going to be a bat zooka up for grabs. Oh, uh, <laughs> the other thing about Sonic Blaster, you can look it up on YouTube too. Uh, the uh, it was the first acting job for a young Kurt Russell. He was the little kid playing with the gun in the. Uh, oh, I love in the Kurt Russell. <laughs> I love celebrities and commercials. Me too. Yeah, yeah, pretty fun. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I feel like I kind of went all over the map there with <laughs> all that stuff. I hope it was. It, it's all right. We're we're no. awfully random in general, so definitely this will fit perfectly <laughs> oh, good. well good so good. <laughs> you sent uh sent us a couple of songs um so i was going to i was going to go ahead and play a couple of those um we can talk about them uh the first one you sent was um lynn tate and the jets yeah that's an interesting one it's like a i guess he was a fairly big in the dance hall he was a, a, a yeah, uh, um, pioneering guitarist in, in that port which reggae. is like I guess, pre-reggae right yeah. yeah so um this is one i just found recently uh, actually um i have about five days worth of batman music on my computer you know I, any interesting versions of anything you know i mean i have music from like the pinball games from like the nintendo games from you know Yeah, I mean, some international versions of it. There, wow. Fans all around the world, especially in 1966 when the show was out, there was like, it was the most recorded song of the year. And, you know, I'm just, like I said, I, I just found that one, which came out in that, around that time period. So different versions of it, even though I have quite a number of them, I keep getting surprised by different <laughs> the different versions I come across. Um, I mean, and people, they covered it a lot when the show came out, but it's continued to have been covered, you know, throughout the years and up till present day. Uh, Eddie Vedder just did a really cute version with his little daughter. Um, really? Yeah, it's pretty cute. You can look it up. Um, um, 
you know, uh, the jam did a version in the seventies, uh, um, Iggy pop did really, uh, foul mouth wow. version. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. alive. It did it live. It's, it's great. I mean, it's great. You know, I mean, who, who <laughs> I love some Iggy pop. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, um, he, um, yeah, but I won't repeat what he says in the song. If you're interested, <laughs> you definitely look it up. Yeah, well, uh, I interviewed Chuck Serino, um, uh, who's the composer most widely known for Chopping Mall. If you've ever seen that horror film, no, oh, I have not. I'm writing it down because it sounds like something I want to watch. It sounds amazing. Cool. Is it kind of <laughs> is it campy? It's very campy. Yes. Oh, I'm all into it. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome, um, and uh, he uh, around the time that uh, the Keaton movie came out, a couple other versions of the classic theme came out too, and Chuck did one, um, and he actually called Neil Hefty to talk to him about it, um, you know, before he released it and everything, and so uh, I interviewed Chuck for the film too, you know, just show. That not only was it just covered a lot back then, you know, it's, it's right. still continues to have a life. So, um, yeah, um, I mean, so many interesting versions. It's so well known. You sent me another one yeah. uh, that was uh, Link Ray, who is Look, Bruce, the most okay. signal. Yes, are you ready, Robin? Yes, Batman. <laughs> He's known most for Rumble. You know, really fun story about this. This um, awesome, and if you don't know who he is, you should definitely look at some of his stuff. Guy from. I actually got a job working for him when I lived in Maryland. Because uh, Link Ray was from. Uh, Baltimore and this guy that owned this clothing store, this local clothing store in this little town I lived in in Maryland was Link's drummer back in, in, in that time period. So he was the guy playing the drums on that, on that version. We just heard just so weird. Like just, I randomly ran into him, you know, my, in my teen years. Um, but, uh, I actually just, uh, it'd be nice to interview him. Uh, Mickey Ramos is his name. Uh, Really nice man, but uh, and still drumming, I see. Wow. So, um, wow. yeah. Um, and then hey, there's another version I sent you that's like a garage rock version, yes. which uh, a Mexican garage rock band called Los Mangis, which I really I, I like their version because just it's really stripped down and raw, and it, and it does definitely kind of lend itself to garage rock, particularly for you know i guess I, for whatever reason but you know you had you know the link ray version and a lot of just like yeah. just los monkeys and a lot of kind of st- just stripped down versions of it you guys know who the smithereens are oh yes yes definitely yeah yeah yes. they've been doing the live version of it for years too so yeah there's been so many sometimes i think i'll go mad thinking about <laughs> and can we talk about how great mark hamill is mark is the best yes. he yeah. is the best the best joker oh, oh yeah just oh. a general general joker yeah actually uh i love him as the joker yeah yeah he's great uh yeah he would i would very much like to talk to him about the music in the batman he's a huge fan of the series so uh and actually, uh, another little, the building I'm in is actually a collectible store that's owned by my friend Larry, and I rent a space upstairs here okay. from it. And I did a mural, I'll send you, uh, I'll send you a picture of it, um, but I did a gigantic mural on the side of his building, and um, Mark has a show called Pop Culture Quest, and they came in here a few months ago and filmed a little segment in the store downstairs. And as he's leaving, 
they show him walking around the side of the building and then kind of like looking up at my mural. So I had a little cameo on his show recently. So that was pretty cool. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So I got to try and cram as much Batman <laughs> in life as possible. Well, I, I saw the, the table you did, the Joker table. Uh, yep. Oh, yes. That was so awesome. So cool. You're, yeah. you're a very good artist. Oh, thank you. Thank you, yeah. You're just full of talent. <laughs> <laughs> so is the, is the Joker your favorite villain, villain, or do you, I mean, do you really have a favorite? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got a, I mean, he's the ultimate foil for, for Batman, yeah. so yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, and there's been so many great versions of him, too, you know, to pick from, so he's in an advantage. I, there's, uh, an obscure villain I really like called the Rat Catcher uh, okay. from the 80s. Okay. He was created by a guy named Norm Brayfogle, one of my favorite Batman artists, um, who unfortunately can't draw anymore because he had a stroke recently. But uh, um, but shout out to Norm because he, he was my guy in the 80s, and he, he did a lot of great work. And he created this villain called the Rat Catcher, which I always thought was underused. He could have, uh, you know, because he, li he literally, like, you know, lives in the sewers and controls the rats so you could you know wow. there's wow. a lot of interesting you know you could do a lot of rats for example <laughs> could have a really yeah yeah it's kind of you know um but the joker for main villains sure yeah yeah i like yeah and you you sent me a uh, a link to uh link ray's song the joker oh, yeah. as well all <laughs> right yeah that's something else i just discovered uh, kind of recently um, and I just, uh, and I, uh, I don't remember the guy who wrote the article. I don't want to credit him, but I'll send you his name later if you want to, but he wrote a really great retrospective of Link and it had mentioned this song, the Joker and Link was quoted as saying it's Batman, but backwards. That's how he explained it to his band. Like wow. it's Batman, but backwards. <laughs> And it actually, I like it better than his Batman theme, <laughs> to be honest. It's like, we're just, I mean, it's just down and dirty, and it's, it's nice. really a great song. I'm going to have to, I'll have to plug that in here. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really, that's a really good one. Link Ray, kids, if you don't know him, look him up. It's, Definitely. It's, <laughs> I mean, he's uh, like one of those pioneering, his influence is, is much more widespread than, you know, like his fame. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. 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 He influenced a lot of... And he was always just, it was rock. just always 100% authentic, you know. There's just no BS. It was just great stuff. Great stuff. Cool. Well... Um, so yeah, um, I got a jam because I actually got to go over and film some stuff for the documentary. Awesome! Awesome! We were just yes. gonna, I was going to ask you if you would um, kind of let everybody know where to find find you on the website, um, how to find you. And Absolutely. All that good stuff. The website is uh, beatofthebat.com. And um, right now, it's just kind of got some basic stuff on there. But once the um, once the crowdfunding campaign starts, it'll you know it'll have all that information there and how people can support it. And um, you can follow on Twitter at the Beat of the Bat, and the same on Facebook. And then if you want to follow my Instagram, I do post. I've started. Now my wife's been helping me. Uh, awesome post pictures of my collection and stuff there too like just my random awesome uh not necessarily 66 batman but uh, all my batman stuff so that's just at pat the batman fan on instagram all right perfect your pet cool. evans check him out yeah definitely thank you for for coming on and talking with us um it was yeah absolutely They're, very uh, interesting and we'll definitely keep up with you and um let us know we'll if there's anything we can do to help. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for uh, thanks so much for having me on. I'm really uh, pleased we got to connect, and uh, let's definitely uh, let's definitely stay in touch, kids. Oh, this was fun. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks I so much. Thank you, you so much. Thank you.
tonight be the night that Bruce reveals himself to the magnificent Miranda. I never met a girl like you before, Miranda. Miranda. And I'd do anything for you if you just ask. Miranda. Ask me to do anything for you, Miranda. against the code of heroes. But you know how much I love you, darling, so come into my kingdom. Boy genius, what are you doing here? Bruce, come right away. There's a job to be done. A giant octopus has run amok in Washington. Hmm. Boy genius, this is one time you'll have to go it alone. Would you like to see me make my muscles dance, Miranda? Miranda. For someone no big task. Miranda. Ask me to do anything for you, Miranda. But please don't ask me to remove my mask. It's attached to my special super thermal V nuclear long underwear. But don't think I've forgotten my promise. Tonight, I'm going to kiss you. Something terrible has happened. Mr. ACDC, the electric brain, has threatened to turn off the electric current all over the... See what I mean? Holy Sherlock Holmes, boy genius. You're becoming a real stick in the mud. You better zoom, zoom right out of here. Oh, I can see the hurt look on your face, Miranda. So I'm gonna do the little thing you ask. Miranda. Come take a peek, a teeny weeny peek, Miranda. Get ready now while I remove my mask. There, darling. What do you think? Oh, please, put it back. Drat! I never met a girl like you before, Miranda. Miranda.